Okay, welcome back to Default Global. Uh, this is where we connect with global first entrepreneurs and remote work experts from all around the world to share their experiences. And our guest today is Katz Power, who is a founder of Afri Splash. Katz Power, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Vitz. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And before we start, can you can you uh, briefly introduce yourself? Um, I know that you are one of those top 50 uh, guys who were just, uh, you know, identified as like a remote work expert, you know, a remote work influencers. And I would like to know, like, about this background. What, what is your background on this? Awesome. Cool. So I would say uh, I'm one of the persons that actually looked at remote work as a way of life um, from the okay. onset and not just, I would say, an alternative because of we had COVID-19. So think of it like having someone who have been doing uh, remote work before it became cool, right? And so mm -hmm. my background specifically, I'm actually in products. So I build product solutions for tech okay. teams across the world. And it's something I've done across five continents and mm -hmm. um, doing it for my home uh, country here, which is West Africa, Nigeria. And so apart from building products, I love helping people as well, leave work and succeed from anywhere. So that's like a highlight of what I do, that's fulfillment and helping people you know, see the possibilities with remote work and get the best of life while actually working as well, have that great balance and yet achieve the best when it comes to career, their career potential as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, sounds so that's good. It in a nutshell. Yeah, sounds good, sounds good. And um, from your LinkedIn profile, I also know that you're working on AI-driven solutions for social impact, right? So yeah. I'm just curious to hear more on this and um, just maybe you can talk a bit about this, how this AI and language technology can help overcome this communication obstacles between maybe remote teams, remote who are just in different time zones, in different countries, in different continents, right? Yeah, so uh, there's several use cases for AI and I think that's what makes it really interesting we can all build on the capacities and capabilities of AI. And mm -hmm. of course, with the advancement of AI, it means that the way we work would actually change. And so I'm not a believer in the, you know, the, the theory going around that AI would actually replace people, but I'm a believer, I'm a strong believer in the fact that AI would actually increase productivity, right? It would actually help people you know, produce even more efficiency when it comes to knowledge work and the future of work. And so um, one of the things I think is super interesting when it comes to applying AI for the future of work is the way we actually use AI to solve problems across remote teams. So one is, you know, exciting use cases, the use of AI, for example, for customer success, for customer service, right? And so previously we had lots of people who would actually attend to, uh, I would say, a wide customer base. And then we have people with different um, fluency level when it comes to languages. And they mm -hmm. might prefer their native language when it comes to attending to their issues and having their problems fixed. So one right. way AI can be super important in that space is probably leveraging mach machine translation. So when mm -hmm. you think of machine translation, think about like natural language processing. So mm -hmm. for instance, within a remote team, a customer service person can actually give a response in English and the AI gives you know, um, the recipient the same response in their own preferred language mm -hmm. through machine translation, instant, instant translation. And the value of that definitely would enable you know, one global team to solve the need of a global market, meaning it doesn't mean, it doesn't really, um, you know, um, we don't really care if you are from Brazil, if you are from Russia, if you are from 
you know, India, basically whatever language you actually speak, the AI would actually give you a direct translation without losing things in translation. That would depend on the advancement of AI, definitely. So machine translation is one super important aspect of using AI mm -hmm. to actually drive out, I would say, our productivity among teams. Also, when it comes to team building, I think one super important use case was that of Meta, uh, previously Facebook. So yeah. I think there is um, an AI conversational, uh, conversational chatbot uh, called Put Me in the Conversation. Uh -huh. So uh, So basically what it does is it helps teams actually get fluent when it comes to communication in the business market. So Meta specifically had a team in Brazil and they wanted to drive inclusive, promote inclusive communication for people in Brazil, right? That distributed yeah. team. And so basically with the use of this conversational board, which was built specifically for this use case, you know, um, people within these teams could actually learn more about business terminologies, for example, KPI in Portuguese, mm -hmm. right? And I could yeah. actually, you know, interface with this AI and say, tell me more about KPIs. And with the knowledge of all these things, it's easier to engage in group con conversations, right? Because the whole idea is to put them in the conversation, make the conversation inclusive. So the fact that I might not have the same language fluency as the person from the UK wouldn't mm -hmm. actually deter me from actually contributing in the group conversation. That way it actually promotes inclusiveness and that's AI solving that challenge, right? So it's a very interesting use case uh, we have there by Meta and with the advancement of AI, I think we'll see even more and more uh, coming up and definitely it's going to make a huge change in the global workforce as well. So I think those are, those are the key things we can pick from AI as well in terms of productivity. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Sounds like... Uh uh people from all around the world will have more opportunities right to connect and to get better you know jobs you know just because i mean Definitely. this i think and can provide them this solution to communicate right but it's uh, you're talking about more about for example it works through emails through message slack right so but like uh, from my perspective if we work in one team this um, video conference you know this uh, uh, real talk you know this real person you know just it's really important in terms of uh, building um, a sort of team right so what yeah. can you say about this do you, do you know maybe any other solutions can can that can solve this part in terms of building a team right yeah. So that's a, a very interesting question. So let's look at the application of AI when it comes to hiring, right? The entire hiring process. And so um, one important thing we do currently is uh, basically allowing people to go through assessments in their own local languages or their preferred languages, right? And by doing that, you are actually understanding that there are differences in, in terms of language fluency. The fact that English is not your primary language. Doesn't mean you are less smarter than someone who speaks English fluently, right? No, no, no. And so that, that, that's clear. Trying... But, but, but I'm sorry. My, my question was just about um, uh, video conference, video talks, right? So like we have right now. So yeah. we 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 are not using any kind of AI because we speak in English, right? So, but yeah, like sure. what 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 you were talking about, it it works for um text version of this you know text communication like email or messengers but like like i said but it's really important to 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 have like a real person in front of you it, it can be yeah. monitor or it can be screen right so but you should talk to him directly so are there any solutions that 
can you know translate you kind of online yeah, you know definitely i think uh, your point is actually valid when it comes to video uh, communication so we have what we call asr which is um, automatic speech recognition uh, mm -hmm. will actually allow speech to speech um, translation yeah. it's, it's still on the machine translation basically and so um if we develop an ai solution for instance to actually help with translation it works on what I give it basically based on the input. And this AI needs to be specifically trained to a domain, right? Mm -hmm. To actually give actual accurate translation. So right. if we are speaking about politics, for instance, we want that AI to have been trained fully and you know refined, fine-tuned on politics to ensure that it's giving me the right concepts, it's giving me the right translation in the context we're actually speaking about. So it applies to technology, it applies to finance. So irrespective of the AI we want to have, we need to ensure that it's trained specifically to actually mm -hmm. handle a general conversation. Mm -hmm. And so that will also depend on the advancement of AI. But at the moment, we have a technology called automatic speech recognition, which would actually help with what you just spoke about right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's, I guess it's something that can work. Um, okay. So l let's talk a bit about your, your company, Every Splash, right? Uh, yeah. And it's a sort of community, right? And as far as I understood, you, you help, um, investors and companies um kind of identify and connect with with tech talent across africa right so that's that's what you what you're currently doing in your company can you exactly. go uh, to, can you give us some more details about this how exactly you do this and um why why investors and companies should should you know go to africa and find some great talent there so tell tell us more about it yeah, that's uh, very interesting and that's, that's a very good question. So one of the first things we need to understand is that um, within communities, there is a huge potential and of course, harnessing the power of community can always give a positive um, result. And so for instance, you mentioned YC earlier on during one of our conversations. Um, mm. YC, for instance, is a community as well, right? And there's a lot of potential. It's a community of companies, a community of top talents, right? And now right. with Splash, we have one of the youngest um, ecosystem of talents out there. So basically, mm -hmm. the average age is between you know, 18 to 35 yeah. of Africans here. And this is actually an emerging workforce. And the potential for the future is definitely promising. And so we also discovered that this is one of the most untapped areas when it comes to talent workforce, right? Not much companies know of the potential within the African tech ecosystem. And it's mm -hmm. very important to bring the light to the ecosystem and, of course, show that talents within Africa as well can live, can work, can succeed from anywhere, irrespective of you know, where they are at. And I think that's mm -hmm. super important. So one of the reasons I started the community is because of the importance of building to create an impact. And so mm -hmm. I wanted to actually you know, go for investors, founders who were mission-driven, right? That's a way to actually build a technology that would solve a problem. And by building such community, we're able to bring together these founders and these top talents to actually see a common goal and then work towards that common goal in terms of building impactful solutions on the global stage, which is very, very important. And so Splash became a community and from a community, it also became a technology platform. And so one way we are also building our platform going forward is through open source technology, right? So we have the open source Splash program, which is basically the community itself building the platform, right? So mm -hmm. with the platform, we have different functionalities around talent matching, uh, visibility, job, job posting, and everything. But the most important thing within that community is the presence of 
I would say, other ecosystems out there. So we are basically mm-hmm. the gateway to Africa's remote workforce, okay. connecting other parts of the world. The global workforce in Europe is actually moving at great speed, um, North America, Asia as well. Mm-hmm. And so we actually, Africa is bringing Africa into that conversation, right? To mm-hmm. show that there is massive potential on the global stage for African talents as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. And as you're kind of expert in, in this specific market, right? So uh, what do you think are maybe common pitfalls companies might might face while expanding to uh, specifically to, to to African market? Yeah, from so, from their uh, um, talent perspective, I mean, yeah. Yeah, from a talent perspective, I think one of the first things is um, the way they define the hiring process. And okay. sometimes we might see situations of people having an unconscious bias and saying, for instance, within Africa, there's poor infrastructure and it means I can't get talents that would actually give the best in terms of output, right? And that's a mm-hmm. misconception. That's not the reality because technology is moving at a very crazy speed, right? And so it's easy to always empower your talents to actually get their best work done by empowering them with the right technology. So there are several solutions right. out there that will provide internet access, the right uh, devices, workspace setup for your talents, irrespective of where they are. And they have actually you know, removed that barrier, that gap, which we have seen in the past. And so mm-hmm. it's no longer you know, a concern of whether they, they are well equipped to actually get the job done. It's now a con- concern of, are these people actually skilled to actually get the job done, which is the case because okay. we have a lot of skill talents. And so one of the first things is actually challenging those unconscious biases and trying to see beyond that, experiment, you know, take a deep, you know, a step in the water, dip uh-huh. your toes in the water, see how things are within the space without following, you know, the global perception of what Africa is, right? I told someone previously that when people think about Africa, they think about giraffes and zebras, right? So we should start thinking about technology and things mm-hmm. like that right now, which is, I think, improving in a very crazy speed. And um, finally, I think, apart from that, we also need to see that communication can be learned, skills can be learned, right? But attitude is what person is. So basically prioritizing attitude as well. There are people, lots of talents who are out there who are willing to give 110% to actually see your company grow, to actually see your company become profitable. And that's what you should actually look for in these talents as well, apart from mm-hmm. the skills you're actually looking for. So I think with that, it's easy to actually avoid some of the pitfalls um, we actually go through when it comes to the most hiring within this space. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then um, you, 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 you're as far as I understood, you're trying to build a sort of Africa's largest remote ecosystem, right? So kind of. And uh, I'm, I'm just curious, what, what motivated you to start this initiative, and what, what has been the, the most significant impact you have seen so far on Africa's creative? talents, you know, in their opportunities to work with global companies? Yeah, I think that's uh, a good question. So initially, I, I started off because I moved out of college and basically mm-hmm. started working remotely, right? This, to me, was kind of an opportunity to show the, the skills I had from a product standpoint to deliver, you know, user-centric products. And I discovered that while I was working on building products, I also got to talk on the global stage about some of the things I was doing about how I work with the distributed team, right? And so I had events, um, for example, the Thriving Nomad Summit, I was at this event speaking, Future Work Summit, I was at this event speaking. But I also discovered that 
within Africa, it was basically the future of work, remote work was kind of a mirage, right? Mm -hmm. Not many people could live, could work, could succeed from anywhere. Right. So one of the reasons why I decided to start out Afri Splash was to empower the entire ecosystem. And that's evident in the fact that we have had so many other communities come mm -hmm. out of you know the innovation we started with as a community. So now we have several remote work communities. We have several remote work platforms that are dedicated specifically to Africans, right? And mm -hmm. those who are, I would say, underserved or not looked at, you know, those who are, who are systematically marginalized, right? And so with that entire um, aspect of innovation, we actually championed the future of work in Africa and got mm -hmm. others to actually start out on building for the ecosystem as well. And so that mm -hmm. has shown that, you know, it takes one to actually drive innovation and then get others on board and that vision and then scale even larger. So with Afri Splash, the community has grown itself and we have also had other communities built out of Afri Splash remotely, which in turn will actually affect, uh, I would say, you know, the growth of the entire um, ecosystem positively. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I started Afri Splash remotely, to give people that chance to live, work, and succeed from mm -hmm. anywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's that's very powerful. In fact, uh, and I, I assume like a most of maybe companies that come to to hire uh, uh, talent from from Africa, they're from from Europe from Europe or from the United States, right? Or there are some other locations. Yeah, those two uh, the the yeah, two the measurement. We also so, promote African talents going remote as well. Uh -huh. African companies, I mean. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my question is that um, this time zone difference, right? So if we take, like, for example, United States, right, in in African countries, so th th there is some significant time difference, I assume. So with that, uh, how, how do you uh, cover this part? How do you um, deal with this? Do you have any special strategy, special technology that can help with this? Yeah, I think that's um, mainly around processes, right? And so if you want to build a distributed team, you don't want to replicate the same process you have from an office-based team because mm -hmm. there are two teams entirely. And so with remote work, you have to be all in to actually ensure your team can actually work perfectly well and deliver at the best level possible. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things around that is uh, going async. I think that's a strategy around collaboration, right? And mm -hmm. so it means, for instance, in-person communication does not always have to be instant in terms of I can actually send you a message right now and you go through the message and give me a reply. When it's convenient for you, you choose your own hours and you deliver. And mm -hmm. basically with the future of work, it means you have more time across your team now because we have people spread across different time zones so instead of working, for example, EST 9 to 5, you're basically overlapping across these various time zones, working asynchronously, mm -hmm. and then achieving mm -hmm. more, while other companies are actually closing shop by 5 p.m. because that's when they actually close, right? So your global team is actually even more productive around the clock, and mm -hmm. yet you have actually spread, I would say, the workload across the various teams, individual contributors within this team as well. And so that's one strategy, going asynchronous. And one way to go asynchronous is through documentation. Right. That's the hallmark of going async. Mm -hmm. Basically, there are several tools I use. For instance, Notion is one good tool. SharePoint is one good tool. You want to be able to build the culture of documentation within your team to ensure mm -hmm. that if I documented something 
and you were you weren't on that call or that decision making process and you go through the document you should have a vivid picture of what was done and what was said what was said during that call right mm -hmm. and so that gives the entire value to the person even without them being on that call and so that's one super important way of actually getting information getting collaboration going you know around the clock and also i also use loom which is also a good one yeah. so i can actually have a short video recording and send it to mm -hmm. my teammates and they watch it you know within their own time and give a response as well mm -hmm. that you know it removes it removes that um time of saying let's find a slot back and forth right we actually spend more time trying to find a slot it takes weeks days before we actually meet while we could actually have a video recording sent out yeah. to you, you give me feedback we do the same thing and then we actually achieve what we want to achieve so that's a yeah. good way to actually collaborate asynchronously as well and so that's one of the things i encourage companies to do yeah absolutely absolutely and probably the last question that i have uh, um considering company there are a bunch of companies who are, who, who are just new to this global hiring stuff and who probably uh they at this point they're thinking about you know about their expansion to africa you know what maybe a three key things you would like to recommend them before they start this this journey uh yeah that's a interesting question so one of the first things is build the foundation for mm -hmm. having a remote team and one of that is being inclusive you, you think about diversity you shouldn't think about diversity without thinking about inclusion mm -hmm. how can we actually make sure this diversity we are building can actually work in tandem as one think mm -hmm. about inclusivity as well so if i'm going to invite someone to a party i want to ensure that i give them access to the dancing floor right, right. so i want to make sure that the environment in which they find themselves is a place where they can actually contribute show their expertise and deliver value to my company and so setting mm. up the structure is super important apart from that i don't think diversity is something that should be left to a department it has to be top down so basically this has to be championed by the c-suites the head of department before we actually come to the individual contributors as well so it's mm -hmm. not something we just have you know a few team leads saying we want to be a diverse environment from the ceo to the crew um and everyone chief people of operations they have to be invested in building a diverse and yet inclusive environment without that it's not going to be possible and mm -hmm. other uh, the final one is uh basically looking at the look the terrain basically you want to look at the local terrain you want to actually go into there are several things you need to do. For example, you might need to set up a, a local entity within that space for mm -hmm. global hiring. You might need to actually work with an EORU, an employer of record or yeah. a professional employer organization to actually help with global hiring. You want to talk about compliance. You want to ensure mm -hmm. that you are compliant with the local labor laws of the region. So Africa is actually a very diverse space. So you have different countries within Africa. You want to be conversant with the local labor laws of these countries yeah. as well because you don't want to end up misclassifying talents because the penalty of doing that is quite harsh you know so the idea is you want to have the system set up to ensure that you can easily find talents vet them onboard them you know compliantly and get them to work in um, a classification that fits you know their current role and their current status as well so that's very important when you think about building the global thing and I think that's the, one of the last nuggets I'll leave with founders who are looking to actually come into the market. And I think I said this finally before, but I would just want to keep that in. Look for skills and look mm -hmm. for attitude as well. That would mm -hmm. help you to build a team that would actually go above and beyond 
to see you achieve your overall objectives as a company as well. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Okay, so I guess I guess we're good. So uh, thanks a lot uh, for sharing your insights on this international hiring stuff on remote first um, uh, culture that that we should expect working with Africa, right? So about challenges on obstacles, it was really insightful. So yeah, thanks a lot and keep up the great work you're doing and take thank care. Thank you so much, Vince. Have a good yeah. rest of the day. Absolutely. Thank you.